good to see everyone on a Thursday night in the rain, cold, 55 degrees in June. This is crazy. Amen. Somebody's clapping at that, huh? All right. Luke chapter 4, verse number 1. As I said, I'll be reading down to verse number 14, so quite a bit of reading. And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being 40 days tempted of the devil. And in those days did he, he did eat nothing. And when they were ended, he afterward hungered. And the devil said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, command this stone that it be made bread. And Jesus answered him, saying, It is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Verse number five, and the devil taking him up into a and high mountain, showeth him, showeth unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will give it. For thou, I'm sorry, for thou therefore will, if thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written. Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Verse number 9. And he brought him to Jerusalem and set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said unto him, If thou be the Son of God, cast thyself down from hence. Verse 10. If it is written, for it is written, he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee. And in their hands they shall bear thee up, lest at any time thou shalt thou dash thy foot against a stone. And Jesus answered, said unto him, it is said, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And when the devil had ended all the temptation, he departed from him for a season. And Jesus returned in the power of the spirit into Galilee. And there went out a fame of him throughout, through all the region round about. Amen. You could be seated. I want to talk to you tonight, uh, the first session on the subject, the four dimensions of God. Um, uh, I believe, it's my opinion, that each and every one of us are uh, in all of our stages of living for God, walking with God, that we are in one of these stages at any particular time. Um, and the, anyway, the, a dimension is defined as a measurable extent. It's something that can be quantified. It's a a, a place that can be identified, a, 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 a dimension is measurable. Um, in mathematics, it is uh, said that a single point uh, has no dimensions at all. So if you are stuck in a particular place, um, you're not moving, you're not going from point A or, uh, to point B, uh, you're in a non-dimensional state. Our life in God uh, starts off in the first dimension, obviously, and um, I want to talk a little about the first dimension, uh, dimension number uh, one. The Bible lets us know that um, after Jesus was baptized, um, he was uh, immediately led on a spiritual journey. After the Holy Ghost came down in the form of a dove and came up out of the water, um, he was led, the scripture says, um, and um, in this particular dimension, the first dimension, and first of all, if you're from Baltimore, obviously, uh, if you've been in Baltimore for a while, you, uh, chances are you've heard, heard this 
probably a few years ago. But anyway, um, the first dimension with us, and I know some of us has been around for a while, but I, I would challenge you um, to, to see where you are in your walk with God and to find out where you need to go from here. But um, in, in the first dimension of God, it, it's as simple as just walking. Uh, the, the walking is, is basically the first thing we learn to do. Walking is the essence of our life uh, in Christ. The only challenge and the only goal is to just keep walking, to go from point A to point B. And that's the first dimension we have in living for God. If I can just keep walking, if I can just keep moving, if I can just keep going, I can live for God. It's not complicated. It's not hard living for God. Walking is defined as a movement or movement over surface by taking steps. In order to walk, we need to consider the steps that we take. If we're going to walk with God, we need to consider the steps that we take. Walking is, you know, if... um, uh, taking steps is defined as a, a single uh, movement of lifting one foot up and placing it in another place. And so it's just that simple. And a lot of times we look at scripture, it tells us that we need to walk by faith, walk, uh, walk um, in love and be, walk, walk in the spirit, etc., etc. And, and many scriptures that deal with us just simply learning how to walk. We cannot walk unless we focus on taking steps. So we, we need to be cognizant of our steps that we take. So without movement, I'm, I'm not going anywhere in God. I need to keep moving. I need to go in a particular direction. It's not hard, folks. I know, you know, sometimes we, we claim it's really hard living for God. But the Bible says the way of the transgression is hard. Jesus said, take my yoke and learn of me. That's the easy way. Amen. I said that's the easy way. We're not in a difficult place. (laughs) Amen. We're in the best place we ought to be in. Take a drink on that one. Amen. You know, it doesn't necessarily start off, uh, you know, as a beautiful thing. We we, we trip up. We stay just like a little baby walking. uh, You know, we trip up. We fall. You know, we... We scratch our knees and, you know, we, we, we make a lot of mistakes or whatever. But if we can just keep on walking, soon we'll develop a, a steady gait. Right. Soon our stride will, will, will just be just right. And so, you know, and I don't know if you, if you just come in this, uh, this church, been living for God for maybe a little while or whatever. You know, you, you're going to go through some difficult journeys and you're going to go through some difficult places. But if you can just simply learn to just walk. You can make it. You can live for God. Amen. Now, the Bible lets us know here that Jesus, the scripture says, was led of the spirit into the wilderness. If you're going to live for God, I know, you know, a lot of times we, whether we just come into church, we, we think that we, everything's supposed to be pie in the sky, it's supposed to be this, this dream world. And after we live for God for a while, we think, well, you know, we're mature in God, and, and, and so we shouldn't have to go through some things. The bottom line is we're going to go through some things. Amen. But if I can just keep simply walking, just keep walking. The scripture says that 
that a good man, and actually the word good is really in italics, it really says a man's steps are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in them. And, and so my steps can be ordered by the Lord, but it also says a, a just man falls seven times and rise again. And so it, what that tells me, I don't care how long you've been walking for God, you may not always get it right. Hallelujah. That's the truth anyhow. And I know Enoch walked with God, and he was not. But the scripture tells me God didn't take him until he was 365 years of age. So that tells me he had 365 years of getting that thing right. Amen. He didn't do it instantly. And we get discouraged in our walk with God. Why? i tell you why we get discouraged. Because in the first dimension, you can focus on simply walking. When you look at scripture and it deals with walking, many times it's dealing with not sinning, not messing up, not making mistakes. We know we stumble. We know we fall. We know the just will, will get tripped up. We know you know, all those things. And, and, and so... Sometimes we, we, we just focus and focus too much on, on how we're walking. And in this first dimension, it can be a performance-oriented dimension. And so a lot of times I, I've noted, like if I have a cup of coffee, and um, I might try this tonight. And, um, and if I'm walking along somewhere in my house, if it's, dark or walking up steps or whatever the case may be, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I normally have my coffee up to the full. And so it has to be full, right, Jim? But um, I, I'm focused on not spilling my coffee when I walk. Or if it's not coffee, it's soda or water or whatever the case may be, I don't want to spill it. And so the more I'm focused on making sure I have it just right, the more I spill it. I just can't get it right. But I've noticed, and check it out, try it. When I don't pay any attention to the cup and whatever and just think I'm focused on walking, I don't spill it. I just keep... So when I don't focus on messing up, I don't mess up. It's that simple. Psalms 119, 133 says, as the psalmist said this, order my steps and I work and let not in any iniquity have dominion over me. So he related ordering his steps with sin and iniquity. When we focus on our steps, I'm telling you, we focus on what we're doing and how we are performing. We need to go from being performance-driven to being spirit-led. Amen. And when we do that, we begin to elevate ourselves into another dimension. Because now I'm not focused. When I'm focused on not messing up, I can't focus on other things than God. When you focus on trying to get it right and not get it right and everything else, you can't go on. And so you're still in the first dimension. Just trying to walk. But God, if you're going to walk with God, he's going to take you to another dimension and another place in him where you're not just focused on how I'm walking and how I'm performing. And so in the first level, 
You're just walking along. But in the second level, you're actually doing something different. Another dimension is added. If we look at the scripture in, um, uh, in, in Genesis, when God talked to Abraham, when he called him out, he said, I want you to go to a land that I will show you. Go to. I want you to go from this point to that point. Go in that direction. Abraham spent some time walking through the land, messing, walking in the land or dwelling in the land, messing up, going down to Egypt, things happening there and, and trying to walk with God and, and trying to learn God. He came back, the scripture says, to um, the, the, the promised land. And then um, after he got some things right, the Bible says that the Lord appeared to him again and spoke to him. And this time, the God that said, I want you to go to the land, said, now, Abraham, arise and walk through the land. In the breadth of it and in the length of it. Because this is the land I'm going to give you. So God said, I don't want you just to go to. Now I want you to go through. And I want you to walk not in just one dimension, but also not just the length of it, but the breadth of it. Because now you're not just going to go to a place where we're in the valley, because that's where you dwelt. You're not going to go to the place where there are springs, but now you're going to go to different terrain. And if you go through the length and the breadth, I'm going to take you over some hills and over some mountains. You're going to have to go to some high places. So the second dimension in God is not steps, but levels and heights. And so I just, and I know these are called steps, but it's really just another level. This is steps. I go from here. Now when I enter into a different dimension, a second dimension, now I'm on a different level. So the next dimension in God is height, where God takes you to higher places, higher planes. The Bible says that after Jesus was led into the wilderness, the Bible says he went up after that into a high mountain. What happens when we go to the second level is that now that we go to higher places, we can see a little better. We can see things clearer. The psalmist said, hey, my feet had almost uh, slipped. I I almost messed up. I almost made a big mistake because I began to look at the wicked and I began to get envious of them. He said, this was too grievous to me. Where I was looking the perspective, I was in the plane with them. I was in the level with them. And, and I was looking like, like they were uh, looking. And, and I, I didn't see the, 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 um, the benefit of living for God. But he said, then when I went up into the house of God. I had to go to another level. I had to go to another place. When I ascended to the house of God, then and only then could I see that latter end. And so this next dimension in God is just not, not, not just walking, walking, but God is showing you things. God is giving you sight. Is it hot in here or is it just me? Thank you. Now, that couldn't have happened that fast <laughs> by a person. I heard that. Man, that's wonderful. And so, so Jesus, the Bible says, went up into this high mountain. Now, we need to be careful when we, we begin to get elevated. You see, on the first plane, when you're trying to get it right and you're being performance-oriented, that's when the devil comes and says, hey, 
Why don't you perform? Turn this uh, stone into bread. Why why don't you do this? Take what God has given you and, and put it on yourself. But in the second dimension, the devil comes around and he show you some things. You see, because God is trying to show you some things. And so the devil is taking you to a high place and saying, here, you can have all these things without any uh, suffering. There's, there's shortcuts you can take. There's compromise. And all of us, all of us, get to that place if you, take, if you go to the next level. Don't try to act like the devil doesn't tempt you. Hello? I know somebody say, I'm immune to the devil. Amen. Won't you give Jesus some of that? (laughs) And so, in this dimension, it's not about not sinning, it's about seeing. You get an increase of understanding and and you go to higher heights and and greater uh, dimensions in God and and God is, is showing you some things, and he's revealing some things, and, and, and you begin to grow because you're going to higher places. You begin to grow in him. You begin to grow in, as the Bible says, grace and knowledge, and, and you get some understanding of what God is doing and how he's operating before you are walking by faith. But the Bible actually says that you can add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. It's not enough just walking by faith. I'm sorry. Hello? Oh, that's true. No, the Bible says you can add to faith. You have to add to faith. And when you begin to add knowledge, God begins to, 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 to talk to you and, and begin to, to show you things and, and you get some understanding and, and, and you begin to see things a little clearer because you're simply at a different place in God. Amen. And but But... Make sure what time is. Make sure I won't track it. Oh, I'm doing well. But but there is a better. There is a, a, a another place in God that we can get to. It's it. You know, I want to walk right. And, and let me let me say this. Um, it doesn't stop you from continue to walk with God and not sinning, just by going to another place. And, and just because you go to a higher places in Him, and when I say higher places, I'm not talking about position. I'm not talking about assuming the position. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where God is, is, is uh, giving you things to help you grow in him. Amen. Wherever, whatever level, whatever he's calling you to do. But there is another dimension in God that, that's it, it's not a higher place, but it's a deeper place. And so the third dimension in God is not going higher, but going deeper. After Jesus was led of the Spirit into the wilderness, the Scripture says the devil, it was the devil that took him up to the high mountain. And then after that, the Bible says that the devil took him to the temple. Amen. The devil shows up in church. Sometimes the devil takes us to church. <laughs> Amen. Some of you, some of you, I say, yeah, my, my husband just took me. Yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> My wife, she better not have said that. But the scripture says that after Jesus went up into the high mountain, he went down to back down to the temple of God, to the house of God. And, and the scripture says that he was set on the pinnacle. That, that means the, the, the end point. It actually, and the word pinnacle, if I can find the definition, because I don't remember it, means the culmination. It's the most successful place. It's the place that stands out. That's the pinnacle. And so when we are walking with God and going to higher heights, and now we are going to depths with God, we need to be careful in this place because the adversary will come and tempt us here as well. Because here we have to make sure we hear the right voice. The voice came to the um, the, adver uh, the adversary's voice came and spoke to Jesus and tempted him to cast himself down. Because when when you enter into deep places with God, you must be careful that you know the right voice. Amen. And, and you you never get there where you you have to always be careful. You hear the right voice. And so that's why you need to walk with God first. Now, some people want to get into a spiritual place without walking with God. That's dangerous. Some people want to get into a deep place without walking with him. Some people want to get into a deep place without learning of him, without growing in him. No, that's a dangerous place to be. Because here, Jesus was able to discern the voice of the enemy. And you know, it's, it's, it, I heard someone say it like this, you know, Adam and Eve, they, they weren't running from the God that they could see. They was running from the God they could hear. And so, we, you know, they were running from the voice. And, and, and it's very important to understand the voice of God calling. And if you don't spend that time initially in the first two dimensions with living for God, you're going to miss it when you go into those deep places. Oh, hallelujah, anyhow. We'll have a part two, uh, session two, so you just have to get through it. So anyway, the adversary told um, Jesus to cast yourself down from here. In other words, play God. Take control. We must be careful, no one in here, that we don't play God when we go to those deep places in him. Oh, hallelujah. You see, it's great being an apostolic. It's great having the Holy Ghost. It's great feeling the power of God and the Spirit of God. But we, we have to be careful with the Spirit of God. Because we have His Spirit and His power. We can take control and use it for our own good. Our own glory. I know we don't say we don't do that. I'm sorry. I'm going to try to be nice. But you know how it is. You see somebody praying and crying. Stand up, Sister Yolanda. Standing and crying and weeping and, and just, oh, man, they're going. You can tell. They're shaking and moving. Oh, man. And then somebody see it. Oh, yeah. And they run over there. Yeah. Oh, shut up. 
Yeah, awesome mode. Yeah, that's it. You know? Everybody see me? Yeah. Oh, hallelujah, anyhow. Got to be careful with taking God's glory. But it's in this place where you experience the deep things of God. It's in this place God begins to reveal things to you. It's no longer you getting understanding. It's now you're getting revelation and impartation. Now, then it's not about you getting uh, knowledge of things, because that's in the second dimension when you're growing in him. Now you're getting some deep things where God is just revealing some things. It's like blowing your mind. The Bible tells us that the, the secret of God is given to them and that is with them that reverence him. It says fear, but it means reverence. And, and so this is a place of reverence. It's a place of worship. It's a place of consecration. Remember, it was the house of God. It was the holy place. This is a sacred place that you go to in God. And, and God begins to deal with you in a, in a deep way. And, and uh, the um, book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we can put that on the screen. Verse number 9 and 10. I love this scripture because we always, I won't say misquote it, but we partially quote it. We, but it, as it is written, I love it. I have not seen, we always use this when we're talking about what, what we hadn't seen and what God is going to do. You know, God's going to do great things. We go, I have not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things that God hath revealed to them that love him. And we stop. But it didn't stop there. We try to act like this is so mysterious and, and God is going to do these great things and you, I, I, your eyes hadn't seen what God is going to do and your ears hadn't heard what God is going to do, but it didn't stop right there. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. The spirit searches the deep, the deep things of God. And so, yes, God reveals those. Now, everybody may not have those things. Those, those people who are not necessarily walking with him, going to those places God want to take, whether it's the wilderness, whether it's, it's the, 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 the uh, mountaintops, and, and, and whether it's the valley lows and everything else. But when you get to this place in God, you have to understand that God wants to show us and to reveal us his secrets. God wants to tell us. Hey, God told Abraham, hey, will I hide this thing from him? I can't hide it from him. I want God to tell me some stuff. Not because of who I am, but because of who he is. And when I spend time with him, in this dimension, it's about spending time with God. It's about intimacy. It's about a closeness. It's about a relationship with him. You can't get to this place without a relationship. You can't get to a relationship without walking with him. And you can't get to this place after, the, after you start walking with him without you being teachable. Once you start walking with him, God is going to have to teach you something. Knowledge. Understanding. And after he gives you knowledge and understanding, here comes the impartation of revelation. Deep things of God. And so... Paul, he experienced walking by faith and growing in grace and knowledge, but 
That really wasn't enough for Paul. Wasn't enough. He said, oh, that I may know him. And the fellowship, the power is resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering. That word know, as we know, is uh, to know by experience and relation. And so the third dimension really deals with relation. Relationship is marquee in this third dimension. It's, it's being close to God. Him just communing with us and us with him. But there is another place. There is a deeper place. that you, There's a greater place that you can go to. There is another dimension. Relationship is, is, is marquee. Relationship is it. And we say, you know, we always say, hey, um, this, this is not religion. It's relationship. Every denomination says that. Sorry. Sorry, we don't own it. Everybody says that. You know, we, we feel like we can't go further than relationship. Oh, yes, we can. I submit to you that we can go further than relationship. It's on tape. <laughs> the term relationship means the condition of being related, connected, or associated. That's in the third dimension. The fourth dimension is not relationship, it's union. Union means united, joined together, and acting as one. Jesus said, hey, these are my disciples. I have a relationship. But Father, I pray that they become one with me and one with you. It's not enough having a relationship. I want them to become one. You see, Judas had a relationship. He was with the 12, but he didn't have union. And so in this fourth dimension, it goes beyond the relationship. It is becoming one. This fourth dimension is the realm of God. The word realm means a kingdom or domain. The scripture says of Jesus after he went to the temple, after coming from the mountain, went down to the uh, temple, the scripture says he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. He went up with the power of the Holy Ghost in him, but he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. You see, we, we have the Holy Ghost in us. But it's another thing altogether different when we're in the Holy Ghost. We can have the Holy Ghost in us without submitting to his authority. We can have the Holy Ghost in us without uh, surrendering our lives to him. We can have the power in us and we don't have to yield certain areas of our lives to him. But you see, that's when the Holy Ghost is in us. It's another thing altogether when we're in the Holy Ghost. Jesus said, the Father's in me and I'm in the Father. And I want that to be the same with my people. I want them to be in me and me and them and them and me and, you know, all that. I want us to be one. Amen. But when, you see, because we can have the Holy Ghost in us and, 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 and do our own deal. I nobody in here. But it is impossible to be in the Holy Ghost 
without him reigning in your life. And so we, we shift from dimension to dimension to dimension to dimension. And the whole thing is what dimension are we spending the most time in? It is the will of God for us to be in the fourth dimension, in the realm of God where the power of God is not just in us, but we're in the power of God. We're walking in the power of God. Amen. A total of 119 times the gospel uses the word kingdom which means realm and rule. Thy kingdom come. It's not where God, where God is. God is everywhere. The question is not where God is. I can't go anywhere and not be in God. The question is where is God reigning and ruling? Oh, I, see, I need the Holy Ghost in me to see the kingdom. I need the Holy Ghost in me to enter into the kingdom. Hallelujah. I need to be in the Holy Ghost to let it rule and reign in my life. You follow me? It's not complicated. And so, I'm just about done here. After Jesus returned, the scripture says, in the power of the Holy Ghost, fame went abroad. We know about the miracles that were done and, and everything else and, and what transpired. And, and then, but God told us, or told the disciples, you see the work that I'm doing? Jesus said, greater works than these shall you do. It's not because of, it's not about the works. It's about manifesting the kingdom. It's about living in the kingdom, being in the kingdom, becoming one with him. Uh, it's, it's not just a connection thing. It's a union thing. Uh, Paul, now, Paul described it this way in Ephesians chapter 3. He summed it up like this, this fourth dimension. It's, it's not a place that you quantify because it's infinite and endless. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 14. For this cause, I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in earth, in heaven, I'm sorry, in earth is named that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. So that's the first thing. He's going to grant us uh, the riches of his glory. We're going to be strengthened with might by his spirit in the inner man. Uh, may be able to comprehend. That word doesn't mean to understand. It means to apprehend, to attain, to ascertain. And so he said we may be able to apprehend with all the saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth all knowledge. It's not about knowledge. That ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. I don't know about you, but that sounds inviting to me. I don't know about you, but I want to be filled with all the fullness of God. I don't know about you, but I don't always feel like I'm there. And when I'm not there, that tells me I'm not walking in that dimension that he desires us to walk in. That tells me I'm not filled with God's love like he desires me to be filled with his love. That's the truth anyhow. I'm just talking about me. And he said to know the love of Christ which passive knowledge that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now, verse number 20. Unto him that is able 
to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all we can ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. See, we say that and we quote that, but how does that happen? It doesn't happen until first that we get a grasp of the breath, the length, the, the depth and the height, and to know, know by experience the love of Christ with passive knowledge and become full with all, filled with all the fullness of God. Then and only then can God do what he said he would do in us. Then and only then are we going to see the revival that God has promised us. When we begin to not just walk with the spirit in us, but begin to walk in the spirit. I, I had times, I'm sure some of you had times, where you know you're in the Holy Ghost. You, you, you know, God is just, things are just clicking and everything else. I wish I could say I'm always walking in that dimension. The Bible says after Jesus came from the temple... After he came from the house of God, he returned in the power of the Holy Ghost. I have a question for you. Are we returning out there in the power? I know we had the Holy Ghost in here. I know the power is flowing in here. But are we returning out there in the power of the Holy Ghost? I can't always say I'm walking in that dimension. If you are, please let me grab a hold of your coattail. I want to walk with you for a while. But in this dimension, we're filled with the fullness of God. We, we are experiencing the fullness of his love and, and, and his kingdom is reigning and then his will is being done. That's where I want to be. That's where I want to spend most of my time. I don't want to go back to just trying to figure out, man, am I messing up and and where, where, where am I struggling at? You know, where, 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 you know what I'm saying? And I don't want to go back to a place where, oh, I, I need God to impart. Now, I, I, I know God is going to always give me some knowledge and, and some understanding. But I don't want to stay right there. I know God is, I know I got to still walk with God, but I don't want to stay right there. I know God is going to give me some revelation and, and some deep things. And I'm going to enjoy my relationship with him. But I don't want to stay there. I want a union and oneness with God. Amen. And I pray, amen, that this is what you desire as well. I'm talking about the fourth dimension. I'm talking about the kingdom of God, the realm of God. It's where he rules. Chances of I'm not in that dimension, he's not ruling somewhere. Chances of I'm not in that, that dimension, there's something I haven't relinquished. There's something I haven't released to him. There's something that I'm holding on to. Amen. I'm talking about me. And I'm talking to you. Amen. Won't you stand, please? Folks, the kingdom of God cometh not with observation. Jesus said the kingdom of God is within you. Well, what, what does that mean? That means it's available. The, what God has is available to you. The benefits, the rights, the privileges, everything that's locked in his kingdom is in you. But then the scripture also says it this way. The kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but it's righteousness, peace, and joy. What? In the Holy Ghost. In other words, I don't get the benefits unless I'm in the Holy Ghost. You don't automatically get righteousness, peace, and joy just because you have the Holy Ghost. Just because the Holy Ghost is in you, you might not have joy. 
You may not have peace. Prayerfully, we got righteousness. But he said, those things are available when I'm in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that this word would fall on good ground. I pray, Lord, that you would stir your people, challenge us, inspire us to go to higher heights and deeper depths in you. Lord, I pray that you would give us a desire to be one with you, that we wouldn't settle just for a relationship. God, we can have a strained relationship, a distant relationship. I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that your people would be infused with all the fullness of God, your love, and your kingdom. That you can truly reign and rule in our lives, reign and rule in our hearts, reign and rule in our day, reign and rule in our decisions that we would make. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I submit this to you. I pray the blessing upon your people. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God.